One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Frugia. And I'm Amy Ravel, and we are so happy to be in your ears today, in your ears with so many people around the world who are also on the same decluttering journey as you, trying to live with less, trying to find freedom from clutter. Today, Kirst, we're talk- we've talked about do you need it? Do you use it? And today we're talking about do you love it? Where's your joke for today? I have worked so hard. I've gone to my family with my notebook in hand and said, family, I need a really funny joke. And they're like, tell me what you did for the other ones. I told them they're like, they're not funny though. (laughs) I was like, okay, but I did them. I've Googled. I have looked on Pinterest. I got nothing. I've literally got nothing. I tried to make up a joke about Courtney Love I tried to think of a joke about Chris Lovett, who wrote Discovery of Less. I've tried. I got nothing. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'm not so sorry for our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Um, Have you seen, just this is completely off topic and people will be annoyed, but have you seen the Dorito ad where there's no brand name, like they don't mention Doritos? No. But they, and they say it rhymes with don't eat this or something like they say. Oh, that's so good. Yes. And it's the whole premise of the ad is that you know what they're talking about, even though they never, ever mention the word Doritos. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So that made me think of Love It and how you used used it. And yes, yes, yes. That's so cool. I will not that I ever watch TV, so I'm never going to see that ad unless it pops up in YouTube somewhere one day. You should just Google it and yeah. have a look at it. It's very. You described it so perfectly that I just. Okay. I, yeah. All right. Don't, that's fine. Okay. So we've used need it, use it, and now we're on to love it as a questioning tool for you, dear listeners, to use when you are umming and ahhing about something in your home that you kind of know that you want to let it go but you're just unsure. (laughs) And so we use those terms, do you need it, do you use it, and do you love it, to put it in the yes, it can stay in the home pile. 
Yeah. I find that I actually use do you need it and do you use it as really leading questions to erring on no, you don't. But with do you love it, I actually find that I use it as a permission granting question. When someone's like, oh, I really should get, I'm like, but do you love it? They're like, I really do. I'm like, well, keep it then. Like it's actually the one that kind of brings joy when you say you can, like not you can, but hey, why don't you keep that? Because clearly you love that thing, even though it makes no sense to anybody else. You love it. And so you keep it. Yes. And that is definitely one way to use it. Another way to use it in the bringing about a negative answer is often in close, I find, because you might use it and you might need, say, leggings. We all need leggings in COVID time, or at least all our female listeners do. (laughs) But sometimes when you ask, do you love it? They're like, actually, no, Mm. (laughs) I don't love it. And the other one to where it's often helpful is in the sentimental items. Like my, you know, my grandmother gave that to me. Okay. You don't use it. You don't need it, but do you love it? And even that can sometimes elicit a no answer. Yeah. And they're like, no, I don't love it. You're like, okay, so why are you keeping it? Oh, because my grandma gave it to me and she's passed away. And then that brings up opportunities to think about all the other things that you do still have that belong or are attached to your grandmother that you do still have, like your memories. Yeah. And I think the question is very intentionally like, do you love it? It's not, do you love grandma? Do you love your husband? Do you love your kids? And because they gave this thing to you, you have to keep it. It actually brings it right down to your relationship with a physical item that's not personified, that is just an item. It's a group of atoms put together in a particular way that somehow triggers an emotion in you. (laughs) And so it's really good to sometimes say, this is not about the person. You can love the person and not love the gift, or you can love the person and love the gift, and then at some point still get rid of the gift. Yeah. Yeah. So we do find love it. Do you love it? A very useful question mm. in a whole variety of ways. What else? What I else find can we it, use it? Yeah, I find it can be challenging sometimes, Kess, when we're working with kids, particularly kids perhaps on the autism spectrum, and you will say, do you love it? And the answer is yes to everything. And so mm. I think it would be cool to talk to our listeners about what to do when you love everything. And then the next follow-up question, which we can be thinking about, is I was working um, with an adult the other day who has, I think she's got Asperger's. I think that's her diagnosis. Um, And I said to her, do you love it? And she looked at me and said, why would I love an object? Mm -hmm. Like with total bewilderment. And so there's, there's both sides of the coin that, you know, happen to all of us in varying degrees. So shoot, Kirst. Well, and that is perfect opportunity to say that is why there's three questions. Do you use it? Do you need it? And do you love it? So the kid, to the kids who say and to anybody who says, yes, I love everything, well, then that's when we can go to the, but do you use it? And do you need it? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes 
it needs a yes to all three of them for it to be staying in our home. And sometimes it just needs to be a yes to one of them. For instance, I don't love my wooden spoon and I don't need that particular wooden spoon, but I do use it. So it does get to stay in my home, (laughs) but I don't love the wooden spoon. I love what it produces for me. (laughs) Yummy bolognese, but I don't love particularly enamored with that wooden spoon. Yeah, and I suppose that it comes down to your definition of love as well. So what we mean by love is not that you can't live without it, not that you'd think about it all the time, but that it I suppose we could even go down the Marie Kondo. It sparks joy. It puts a smile on your face. You have an affiliation with it that you would be really, really sad if it left. And that's when you answer yes. And I think as a caveat to that, do you love it? yes or no, doesn't necessarily mean, yes, I love it, it has to stay. Mm -hmm. It purely just helps you identify, do you love it, yes or no, as an answer to a question, and then you get to decide what you want to do with it. It does not have to be, yes, stay, no, go. Kirst, using the question of do I love it can actually help when you've got a large quantity of items and you need to kind of curate it down. So say you have a whole lot of Tupperware. You can just look at the whole lot. Sometimes with clients, I'll put like all their drink bottles on the bench. I'll say, just pick out the three that you love. And so that can help you to differentiate what what kind of criteria you're going to use to get rid of things. Like, am I going to pick just the middle ones or am I going to pick just the pop top ones? Or, But if you say pick the ones you love, it encompasses a whole lot of things. I love to hold it. I love to drink from it. I love that it can go in the dishwasher. I love that it fits in my handbag. I love that it fits in my car drink holder. And so it can often, when you've got a whole lot of things, give you that divider. So sometimes I'll be looking at towels, for instance, and I'll say, which ones do you love? Because some people love fluffy and some people like scratchy and some people like matching and some people just like the ones that they like. And so do you love it can really help with differentiating in that decluttering process as well when you've got too much of one category. A hundred percent. As with a client recently who had... As you would say? Yes! (laughs) I'll put it away. It's done. Again, I'm really sorry, listeners. (laughs) Um, yes, I was with a client recently who had, I don't know, maybe 300 notebooks, unused notebooks. Mm -hmm. And when we went to declutter them or decide which ones that she was keeping or not, she could have said that she uses all of, she can in her lifetime use all of them. And she recognized that that wasn't Um, her goal in making her home less cluttered and easier to live in and so what she went to was like okay which ones do I love which ones do I really enjoy using Mm. and for that particular client it was uh, an unusual type of notebook and so it was very easy to find those unusual ones out of the 300 and she was she managed to keep I don't know maybe 10 Wow. Yeah, it was, she is incredible. That's super cool. I think that um, too, sometimes when you look at a collection of things and you say, pick some that you love, let's talk about mugs, for instance, you can kind of look at it and think, oh, but I think I love them all. Sometimes you can flip it on its head and say, let's just pick three that you hate then. 
And once you start the process, so sometimes it's actually about movement rather than doing the right question or the right movement. So try, which ones do I love? Oh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Which ones do you hate? Which ones do you never pick? Which ones will you push aside to get to a different one? Let's get rid of those first. And that can help with that curation process of just getting those easy wins. Like what is going to help you get there quickest, fastest with the least amount of stress? Yeah. And again, that is why those other two questions that we've covered in the recent episodes are really good to use in in conjunction with the love it because in that instance with the mugs which ones do you use because that will often tell you which ones you love because you're using them the most except can I talk about that for a second is I grew up in a family where the good things were kept aside And so there was the good cutlery and the good crockery and the silverware and the good placemats and, you know, there was all the good stuff that got bought out for other people. Um, And I think that's probably a generational thing. But sometimes we can answer, yes, I love it. Do you use it? No. And you can change that and you can say, well, hang on, why do I go all the time to get the mug that is like an old high school mug or just a crappy mug that you don't actually like the the, the hold of or how it feels because you're actually trying to leave the good ones that you love because you don't want to use them. And so we would encourage you, use the good cutlery, use the good crockery, wear the good dress, wear the good shoes, do use the good stuff. Because if you love it, you're going to get so much more joy from drinking from that mug than just picking up the one that's faded that you always use. Use the one you love. And who cares if it goes in the dishwasher and it gets faded? At least you got the joy from using the one you love rather than dying or retiring one day and having no space for that mug that you loved and you never got to drink from it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Simon has been doing something this week that has made me smile and is along the lines of love it. So I have been gifted a couple of tea sets because people know that I love tea too and love tea. And so they've given me cups and saucers for my birthday and Christmas presents. And I have kept them because they're beautiful and I like them and we have space but I don't use them regularly because I've got my ones that I go to that are on the easy shelf so I'm short and I 
also don't see them very regularly because I'm short. (laughs) Simon, however, is not as short as me. And this week he's been deliberately choosing these nice cups and saucers and bringing them to me when he's making me a cup of tea. So that has been reminding me how much I love them and also given me an opportunity to find one that I can't ever hold. It's too... the handle is too small to fit oh, a finger in. That is unforgivable. It is. I'm so, a four. I try four fingers. Three I can manage. Four is the best. Yes. And so on normal mugs, that's perfect. But these are like teacups. And <sighs> one, uh, there's one that I can, I can't even get a finger or I can only <laughs> get a finger in rather than two uh, fingers. Yeah. And then you crap. Tea, no, yeah. no. And then, so then I end up holding the teacup by the rim. Yes. And then, so. Then your little fingies. And then yesterday I was like, no, this one's going as much as I love the people who gave it to me. I yeah. know that they still love me and I know that they're, it's none of their business whether or not I get rid <laughs> exactly. of the, the thing that they gave me. I'm going to pass it on to somebody else who will love and use it and uses only their one finger to hold a cup. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is cool too, Kes, though, is that we don't always have to use things for the purpose they're intended. So if you had quite a few teapots and tea sets that you love the colour of, you could plant succulents in them and have them out on your outdoor table. Like you can get joy from it without using it as a teapot. And so there might be things that you want to repurpose in your home. Like you love a particular dress, get it tailored so that it's a top that you can actually wear more often rather than just thinking, oh, I wish I had an occasion to wear that dress too. So yeah, I can kind of just picture some teapots out on your deck table. (laughs) The caveat to that though (laughs) is, and we see this all the time in our Facebook group and it's I I love the people who are making the comments and I can see their heart for why they're making that comment. However, so my caveat is you, you, you don't always need to find another purpose for it. You can let it (laughs) go and let somebody else find joy from it in its original purpose or in an upcycled, reusable way. So I know I'm never going to do a succulent on my on my back deck because I I'm a black thumb and I'll kill it and there's no point. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you all to really think about whether or not you are actually going to use it in that upcycled repurpose way because don't hold on to things just because other people can find great uses for it and don't keep it for that idealized version of yourself that you are that imaginary version of yourself that is going to do all these upcycle projects it's don't just don't just let it go let it be used by somebody else and let it but do put it back into the economy do take it to a thrift shop do take it to an op shop do give it to a friend who you know is a massive upcycler. Don't add clutter to your life by adding projects for your imaginary idealized self to do. I do like the fact that we are encouraging people that you can absolutely keep things that you love. Please, please never hear that we're saying that you need to declutter down to 
one teaspoon and one mug and one plate. It is not about minimalism per se. It is about being intentional in your home. And so if you are a maximalist or and you do identify in that way, then that's awesome. Still be intentional about what it is that you love and what it is that you are displaying and having and keeping in your home because that is our intention, is for you to have freedom in your home and to really enjoy your home and not be burdened by the clutter in it. I think that there's so much freedom and so much love to be had in decluttering. Also, sometimes you don't love the people in your house. And no, I'm not going to suggest you declutter them, but I am going to suggest that sometimes you need to just go and do decluttering when you're feeling like a little, like some mad decluttering. Because I sometimes do that when I'm like, I'll clean. And if I'm like had an argument or something, I'll, I'll just like go and clean something. So if you're a bit cranky today and maybe you're not feeling the love for someone that you're in the house with, maybe just go and do some like rage decluttering. <laughs> Talking of which. I've got a review. Is it about rage decluttering? Yeah, well, she says she's going mad in her house. So I'll read it out. It's from Renee, uh, Apple Podcasts, the US. So it's actually been left like seven months ago. Sorry, Renee, we didn't get to this one. She says, thank you so much for being a bright spot in my week, ladies. I found you during the first weeks of lockdown here in the US when I was going mad being in my house with all the stuff and my family. (laughs) I'm not a naturally tidy type, but marriage has brought me to a new level of trying to keep our home organized so that my husband feels more comfortable. You're a Kirsty. <laughs> this is his space too. And as much as I fume in my head sometimes about picking up the living room for the third time that day, four kids playing in our house all day, I honestly do like the house better when it's tidy too. So cheers to you ladies for being my company when I pop in my earbuds to tidy. Some days that is the only alone time I can manage and you make it fun. So thank you a million times over. Love, US Renee. You are so welcome, Renee. Hence so, my, if you get sick of your family, pop us in your ears and go and rage declutter. <laughs> okay, so then I bet I can guess your challenge for today. Oh, I'll let you place today's. <laughs> if today you are feeling ragey, <laughs> for whatever reason, maybe it's against COVID, maybe it's against your family, maybe it's just against your hormones, or maybe it's just against the phase of the moon whatever your rage is inspired by we want you to channel that rage and leave (laughs) us a review on your I wonder if we're gonna get a whole lot of like cranky reviews (laughs) no I don't want you to channel your review into making a cranky a ragey review I want you to channel your rage into and turn it into love 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 for the art of decluttering by leaving us a lovely review or an honest review because, you know, we read those honest one-star reviews as well. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that this little mini-series of Need It, Use It, Love It has been really helpful for you guys. Come over to our Facebook group and tell us about your experiences. And if you need a little bit of help determining what it is that you need, use and love in your home, we have virtual sessions that we can do with you anywhere in the world or in-person sessions in Melbourne and Sydney. Just visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and you'll find everything there. We will also catch you next time. Here See the you soon. Decluttering podcast. <laughs>
Bye. Ciao. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.